But it is Wednesday, it's coming to the end of the show But before we do that, we have to bring you some beautiful news We've chosen, or you have chosen, Krish Lewis As our beautiful news interview of the week And did you know that there are large, unexplained swarms of jellyfish Along South Africa's coastline And most beaches, uh, beachgoers know very little about these sea creatures Other than the ability to sting And this misunderstanding uh, makes it difficult to appreciate and protect these uh, really fascinating creatures and the rich diversities of jellies swimming around remain largely unacknowledged and unstudied. But Chris Lewis, known as the Jelly Guy, is on a mission to discover more. Here's his story. My name is Krish Lewis and I'm an aquarist, but most people know me as the jelly guy. So my interest in jellyfish started in 2012 when I started to grow jellyfish in the lab. Jellyfish are pretty awesome. They are technically immortal and some of the biggest animals in the ocean. When it comes to conserving jellyfish, it's been quite cool for us to discover that we have a very high diversity of jellyfish around the South African coast. We have one of the biggest species richness in the world. We have lots of animals that only occur here and nowhere else. But we are considered the extinction capital of the world just because we have so many micro-niches right around Cape Town. And in order to conserve them or to understand them, we need to find out what we have. But we should be really proud of what we have in and around our country. Krish Lewis joins us on the line now for our beautiful news interview. Whenever you start a conversation about uh, uh, jellyfish, Krish, you started out by saying, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. <laughs> no, I listened, not at all. <laughs> Sorry for, for the very, very bad Beyonce reference there. But why jellyfish when there are so many other, you know, fascinating marine biology out there? What, what makes you want to study jellyfish? I think I think that's exactly it. I, I like things that are that are limited edition, so to say. Um, and everybody that's a marine biologist wants to study dolphins and sharks and things like that. Um, and we had a very big problem with jellies in 2005. They literally shut down Kuburg. Um, I think that's one of our mm, yes. first low-shedding situations. <laughs> and um, they wanted to know um, why this happened and how this could happen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that research was then started at UWC, um, and I joined that research in 2012. Um, and then I just went from there on. Mm. Look, I, I've I've experience with blue bottles. <laughs> I I I'm, I'm from uh, the the south, so we used to frequent uh, false the false bay coast quite yes. regularly. So I've had my fair share of blue bottles. There, <laughs> they always say that the best thing to deal with a blue bottle sting or jellyfish sting is is to have someone we on that particular area. <laughs> Does that really work? Um, no, not really. Um, quite interesting. <laughs> So, Actually, so people have been peeing on me for nonsense then. Exactly, because I think I came from that, that, that TV show Friends, that reference came from there. Um, but we're actually having the, so the, the International Jellyfish Symposium. The sixth one is actually happening in Cape Town at the moment, and it's finishing off this evening. And um, besides vinegar and meat tenderizer um, to use, um, use to neutralize the venom, um, one of the people actually represent, uh, presented today showing that baking soda is one of the most effective ways um, to kind of stop the stinging from happening mm. in the first place. Um, so the idea is that you apply vinegar or you apply baking soda or if you're busy brying meat in the riser and you try and scrape off as many of the cells mm. that are not fired yet um, and then put your arm under hot water in order to um, denature the venom, um, to take the pain away 
Um, so that's one of the best um, first aid mm. um, situations when a, a blue bottle or something stings you. But that's gonna. But very few of us have have uh, you know houses right on the coast, and when you're going <laughs> to the beach, you don't usually you know uh, travel with your, your with your spice rack with you. Yeah. What can you do? You know, if you're on a on a Saturday afternoon at the beach, and you know you you far from from meat tenderizer or baking soda. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so you can actually check um, your spray and things like that um, that you have with you. Um, sometimes it has chemicals like urea that are very similar. Um, one of the things that they were showing at the conference is that urea, copper, um, and what was the third thing? And vinegar used together topically um, actually works really well. But if you're in the bush, there's always fechi somewhere on the beach. Um, and that's pretty good at um, calming um, the stinging down as well as aloe. Um, so the important thing is to actually scrape over as many of the cells in the first place. Mm-hmm. Don't put your arm in fresh water because that's going to cause the cells to fire even more and, and, and give you even more irritation. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, antihistamines, if you have some, um, especially because it's spring now and people are, are getting murdered by pollen, if I can put it that way. Um, so antihistamines are good. Um, but like things like um, sirfeches and aloe close to the beach will work. But most people bright, so they should have meat in the riser with them. <laughs> Just finally, Krish, um, uh, yes. what is some of the things that, that we either may uh, underestimate jellyfish by, or mm-hmm. what is something fascinating that, that you could give to our listeners, you know, about the existence of, of these creatures in our, in our oceans? Yes, so um, most people think of jellyfish as this really bad thing that's always stinging people and they have all these giant blooms, but jellyfish fill in so much, so many niches in the oceans. In the Arctic, um, we got to see lots of penguins actually, penguins and fish and, and lots of other animals actually feed on jellyfish because they're actually very nutritious, even though they're 97% water sometimes. So they fill in those niches. They also return lots of nutrients from the top water column um, back to the bottom of the ocean um, when they die. So when things, we call it upwelling. Upwelling is basically when the nutrients from the bottom of the ocean is pushed into the surface so that the little phytoplankton, which is the plant of the ocean, can photosynthesize mm. and actually start the entire food chain again. Mm. So they help with, with that cycle. And they're also a very good indicator for showing when an environment is out of sync or out of whack. Mm. Chris Lewis, amazing, fascinating stuff, work he's doing with Jellyfish. He is our beautiful news interview for this week. But that's our show. We're running out of time. It's now 10 o'clock. We'll be back tomorrow.